Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. The first episode we are recording during the 1920 NBA season. The 1920? Uh, the, ni- the league wasn't around 1920. 2019, 2020 NBA season. Uh, we're, damn, we're two weeks in almost and it's... Uh, and Jim Boylan's already thrown the Bulls under the bus. Yeah, uh, Bulls. Cool. Not not as quite of an optimistic start as we thought we were going to see. Peach two and it's five. The, it's the it's the start we deserve. Well, we'll talk about that. We've got a lot nah, of other stuff to talk not. about. <laughs> we're Say not they're about still the still were not as bad as the Bears. Yeah, but this isn't an NFL pod, so you don't have to talk about Mitch Trubisky here either, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that either. Not, nothing good there. <laughs> but uh, let's start with unfortunate news. Uh, I mean, the Warriors, even before Steph's injury, did not look great. Steph Curry breaks his hand out three months at least. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been out um, with a ankle injury. Clay's obviously not back. Uh, Draymond's been dealing with stuff and hasn't been playing every game either. That team is hurt. But the big news is... Um, people thought that they could still be contending in the West with Steph if he goes supernova and his MVP Steph, and we're not going to see him for three months, and it's um, not good on the West Coast. Not a not a good start to that new uh, to the new uh, stadium that they have built out in the Chase Center. Yeah, we're going to be chasing to get some wins. Dude, so they are they look terrible. I mean, I I guess my the question is like, is this ultimately a good thing for Steph? That he broke his hand. Well, just that for his legacy, he gets some rest. This wasn't necessarily you could some well, like you could make yeah. the argument that this wasn't a season they could contend for a championship <clears throat> anyway. So let's save his legs. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, they have like they're gonna. Do a real nursing job on a Draymond finger. I mean, they're uh, quote wink, wink. They're but they're not tanking or anything. I mean, I, I hope they just kind of do and just because people will they'll go through it, kind of enjoy or I don't know if enjoy is probably the right word, but it'd be kind of funny if like all these like terrible injuries always happen to them and then yeah, they end up with a top three pick like how internet mad people would be about that whole thing and just like what would kind of come up you know from that sort of a situation but yeah it'd be it would be i think for this core i mean it it almost doesn't make sense if portions of it aren't right for like i guess yeah if this is all gonna happen let it all happen now and let them kind of regroup and collect and be be good to go you know s- sort of on a similar recovery timeline now for most of these guys yeah and they're they're gonna take their time with him they're not gonna run draymond to the ground so warriors are uh, a, a team to keep an eye on as far as what they're gonna do with d'angelo russell but yeah they gotta wait till december until they could even trade him anyway so more to come from yeah them, so sure. i mean and it's not gonna be really a full i mean they need him to play well and I think if D'Angelo can seem like an attractive piece still, I mean, you'll still have a lot of those questions of, like, who he can play with. And, 
Like, can he? Because he hasn't looked amazing to start the season either for them. But no, offensively um, he's been fine. But they've we're going to talk about some defensive lapses later. And uh, though the Warriors, spoiler alert, have the worst defense in the league. Yeah, and but his plus minus is not the end all be all. But it, I do I hold a, some weight in that, and he. It's it's just been a rough go for D'Angelo in that department. Yeah. Anyway, yep, but yep, uh, yep. I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, this this would be would, this would have been a good we'll, thing to talk about. Well, this will come up again later. Yes, uh, we'll talk more about the Warriors a little bit later. The rest of the season. But this uh, would have been this is it's definitely cooled down since that. So we're recording this on a Monday night. Timberwolves are. Playing the Bucks, Sixers are playing the Suns, oh, Jesus. Uh, and so Embiid and Cat, and Cat are there serving their second game of a two-game s- suspension because they. Uh, I, I mean, I was going to say throw haymakers. I don't know. Cat threw a punch. Wouldn't call it a haymaker. Embiid, Embiid did not uh, throw much of a punch, but the whole thing was pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't. It was. I was proud to see Carl Anthony Towns just not completely, not completely look like a wuss in this situation. So I was ha- I mean, two game suspension. Don't need any more of those, dude. You're, you're kind of the whole team. So let's uh, let's just get back. I thought it. it was pretty hilarious. It was ridiculous. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Well, it was pretty interesting to watch uh, the whole thing unfold. I mean the the Joel and Bede like kind of post fight, like just that portion of it. Because I guess a lot of people were saying it was like Cat initiated it, which I did kind of find surprising. Like just the transgression on the court. Like everyone was saying, it was kind of like there was Cat kind of came out there that night, and he was he was. Wanting to start something with Joel, I mean, I don't really, I mean, to see more of the backstory with it, but, I mean, it was the most, like, kind of sort of cat thing, and I just was, like, I was a little disappointed that Joel, like, went at the low-hanging fruit about cat. Almost wish he would have just been like, yeah, you're just not even worth my time, man. But he went real, real petty and doubled down on Twitter after and on Instagram. I think those two have just kind of always had a pretty legitimate rivalry like i've um there were it's it's pretty easy to tout that because you have two stretch fives that uh are young and came out same draft class right a year apart i mean anyway uh no well yeah no maybe they are this was it cat did it really go to catch well it's catch allele then was it in no, 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 that's not Because right. Embiid and Wiggins yep. were together. It was Wiggins, Parker, Embiid. They're a yep. year apart. So a year other. apart, but Embiid, Cat uh, definitely got the best of Embiid the first couple of years when he wasn't playing as much. The last two years, Embiid has been the Philly has won every matchup, uh, and Embiid has been the better player in every one of those matchups. And I kind of had a feeling going into that game, both teams undefeated. It's in Philly. Uh, 
and B just gonna try to just gonna try to do something here, and I and Cat is isn't gonna take any shit this game, uh, and he's getting a lot of buzz at getting Western Conference Player of the Week the first week, and sure enough, they they were chippy. Um, I wouldn't say that Cat completely instigated the whole thing. Well, it was more like people were saying, like as far as like them talking, not the actual incident, like. Pre the incident, right. like Cat was talking a lot to yeah. Joel to like from the get. And the social media aspect was whatever, guys. Like we can say whatever we want. You're you're playing a basketball game. Like let's be honest. The one thing that I would say about the, all this, and I like, look, this was as much Twitter food that as an as an NBA Twitter could have asked for. Like this was, no, oh, yeah, amazing for that. I will say, not to be a downer about this whole thing, whenever you see punches thrown on the basketball court, I do get a little, I get Malice in the Palace vibes, and I don't need that. Like, no. So, I don't mind it. Just throwing that out there. I, it's not, I mean, I, I was more so, like, yeah, like, I go back, like, his, his, uh, like, Joel's, Twitter stuff, like calling him a pussy on Twitter, I just was like, why do we have to do that necessarily? Like, I just didn't think there was anything like so offensive. Like, yeah, you can just say like I don't like respect that guy or whatever, well, but I think I'm better. But it was just, it kind of had some like, all right, dude, just like you don't need to be that guy well, in this we situation. We talked in a group chat too, and Joel has been a more successful player than Carl Anthony Towns has been in the NBA. I mean, I. Embiid, they both have one yeah. All NBA team to their credit. Embiid was his season last year just an overall higher ceiling than Cat has showed. But all in all, you have played on much better teams than Carnathy Towns has. You play yeah, in the but Eastern that's Con- to his credit. Yeah. yeah, and he's part of it, right? Yeah, your next point is more valid, the, but I, I mean. Conference, and you, you took Toronto to seven so this is a much different conversation if things go differently last year but uh let's just let's hold it up on the i own you stuff when you've only played carlton towns like healthy eight times i mean this is <laughs> that is not necessarily true yeah but like i yeah and i just yeah i mean in that conversation i mean yeah if the wolves were in the west sure they would be making They'd obviously, if they were in the East instead of the West, yeah, I think they'd probably be like a five or six seed or something. You know, they'd be able to make the East playoffs with that team, with their roster right now for sure. Um, but at the same time, like I think Joel, whatever team you know they were on, like he, they would for sure still beat the T Wolves. Like they're still, he's on a better team. And then part of that's because Joel Embiid's better than Cat, but yeah, no. Um, so, I don't think they play each other again until, like, March. So, this will have plenty of time to cool off, yeah. and we'll forget about it, and then March will be fun. Uh, and we'll remember it again, yeah. Uh, Mavs and Lakers went to head, head-to-head on Friday night. Lakers somehow found a way to win that in overtime. LeBron and Luka uh, both had triple doubles, both had 15 assists, and both of them looked insane. And both of them have been insane. Yeah. LeBron is leading the NBA in assists with over 11. Uh, Luka is averaging almost a triple-double, almost a 30-point triple-double, uh, and was incredible against the Lakers. Um, but 
it was really cool. And it's whenever LeBron calls you a bad motherfucker, <laughs> that's about as high as praise as you can get. So shout out to Luca, but he unfortunately got out dueled by LeBron in that one. But, um, dude, I'm sorry. I'm just watching this. T- the end of this half of this like, <laughs> Milwaukee like, did Bucks. Lose, did I lose Timberwolves game? Second, what is going on? I'm sorry. I yeah. I just completely blanked. There's just like this has been the most sloppy like end of a half. Like as far as review of Giannis, like on a block from Jordan Bell, who I just is probably the first player in a, a bit that I realized was not on a team that he's on the next oh. year. I lost Jordan Bell in translation. I'm actually uh, very pro Jordan Bell on the Timberwolves. He's, he's a fun guy to have. Can't really um, – go ahead, though. But then so then like, so they're reviewing this block, and then Giannis, they, they determined to block. It happened before the whistle, you know, shot. And then he just shot a – so they didn't confirm if the bucket was made or not. It seems like or Mike Boonhauser didn't know. It was an and one. So Giannis just shot the free throw and missed it, and I don't know if they gave him the points, and then there was .2 seconds, and Giannis kind of got it, and everyone was staring and didn't know what to do, and then they just called the half, so I'm very confused. Well, this is really weird. Sorry, dude. Anyway. Uh, All right. But yeah, back to LeBron and Luca. podcast your attention, that would be nice. Yeah, sorry. I'm so I just said a bunch of very uh, Le- nice things about LeBron and Luca, and you have the floor. Yeah. No, I heard those, but yeah, I mean they're uh, the their both their performances the last weekend especially uh, was uh, was great. But just to see it kind of in in that first game, it was just yeah, sort of a cool cool uh, experience just of. Uh, you know, especially for Luca doing that with, you know, going up against LeBron directly is um, super dope for him. And uh, I mean, that's we talked about the Mavs and stuff, but it's it's been nice to see them get off to a good start. And of course, the pro LeBron pod that we are, we're all of course enjoying the uh, early Lakers success. Which, by the way, you got to see a game. I attended a Lakers game. Uh, against the Grizzlies, it was incredible. Say, you, AD had tw- forty and twenty. Uh, shot so many free throws in front of my face, um, and I think missed only one of like twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a ton of free throws. It was hilarious. Um, LeBron did not play as LeBron kind of played like crap, and then he ends up you know doing having two triple doubles the next two games after i saw him but it was cool man <laughs> no, uh, would have liked to have seen those but you know whatever yeah if he could have just is really selfish that he didn't have a triple double and ad have 40 and 20 in the same game that i was attending fucking rude of them um but yeah um Cool, cool experience to do the the Staples Center thing with the Lakers and everything. Uh, a very memorable little little excursion I, I, I went on lastly there. Lastly, here um, Clippers uh, came back against this. They're also off to a good start. Two, they're in the West. Uh, Kawhi not the best shooting night, but 
carried them in the fourth, and they uh, they had actually played the Jazz a few nights earlier and lost with Kawhi resting, and they get the W with them playing. Yeah, and it came off of Doc comparing him like physically to Jordan, and then to have that kind of a performance, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been uh, really good. I, I've kind of been, I mean, you know, he rested uh, the first time they played the Jazz, but um, I think we, we kind of expected it. But, I mean, in the, and I don't, I, I'd have to look to say for sure with some of the numbers, but I, it does feel like his early intro here with the Clippers, like he is um, very much, like, it looks like he's just way more comfortable in this than he was really with, Toronto kind of in that first probably 20 games or so uh just kind of and that's just kind of off memory and and the the feeling of um you know what you're seeing right now but it just seems like yeah he's had a real seamless transition to with that team and they're uh you know it's it's something where yeah they're they're getting they're they're doing quite well you know as a unit I would say and not really having too many you know bad stretches when when Kawhi's on the court especially but it's like it's a it's a pretty yeah, cohesive well, that, group already and they like, don't even I'm have really Paul George yet looking forward to to see I mean needless to say because they have looked they've looked really good um better better than yeah. I thought that they were going to and I had pretty high expectations to start also yeah also it's pretty fun there's a just a ton of clippers just like billboards and it's like there's so way more of that. I mean, I don't think it, you really need it if you're the Lakers and you're in LA. But the Clippers just had a ton of stuff going on in like that in the city too, just as far as stuff all around. But um, yeah, they're doing a very anti like showtimey kind of campaign and stuff. Um, it's you know, I, I'm in, I'm into it. They're embracing a, a gritty, their gritty, <laughs> yeah, what, dude, the gritty identity they want to push. Yeah. I still don't see that. I don't know. They got to win a championship before you can really start talking about them pushing the Lakers out. But just from everything. Yeah. No, uh, they're not going. Yeah. Uh, it's always going to be the Lakers one. But. Uh, are we buying this? So a couple of trends at the beginning of the season that we want to hit on. Uh, and... Yes. Things you and can completely overreact about after only Malcolm two Brogdon's weeks of basketball. Uh, he is second in the league in assists going into this night. Uh, has been really good. The Pacers have had mixed results. Miles My, Turner dealing with an injury. Um, but the rest of the team, obviously Victor Oladipo is not back. But Brogdon has been, you know, flirting with, you know, he's averaging almost 23 and 10 a game shooting 35% from three 97% from the line. He's been the only reason why they've been in some of these games. Uh, do you buy this level of efficiency and some of the numbers that he's putting up? Well, I'm only going to say no, this is sort of an easy one. And I think, just basically because like yeah once you assume once Victor right. comes back you know they get some of their pieces back I mean the efficiency part has always been a part of his game um, 
Yeah, I think though once some of those other guys come back, like the actual numbers themselves are gonna they're gonna go down. I I, I don't and if they don't, I'll be that will be a really a, a huge surprise just as far as you know his kind of impact and expanding of a role that I didn't really think he could uh, do really as be more of a primary. Yeah, I score distributor and just like focal point of an offense. Putting up points really was was kind of the surprising point to me. Like the fact, yeah, the fact that he's able to, yeah, uh, and the efficiency to stay there. The question to me and kind of why I thought that the signing was a little odd was that I didn't see him sliding into point guard next to Victor Lodipo, and he's not playing with him now. So how those two are going to fit? It's gonna be interesting to see, but he's he's just the ball in his is in his hands all the time when when he's in the game, and uh, he's making really good decisions and not turning it over, and he's still shooting. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not actually putting up fifty forty ninety like he uh, has been shown that he's capable of doing when he's not as high of a volume guy, but he's still a really efficient player, and I mean. 20, 23 and 10 is nothing to shake your head at. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, he's makes smart decisions. And I mean, but it's... I guess I was sort of wondering, you know, even shoot, shooting three, 35% for him is kind of... I mean, that's the part that I thought was kind of crazy is he's just, he's been able to get the amount of shots off and in that that portion of it alone is is great but yeah no it's um yeah i think it won't be but it will be just but that's mainly i think just because as of right yeah, now i, I mean guess, uh, sorry, two yeah, weeks in we still need there's a lot of pieces for them question. that are coming back do i do i expect him to be averaging 10 assists a game by the end of the year no do i think he's going to be averaging 23 points no but do i could i see like an 18 and 8 season for malcolm brogdon <laughs> When Victor Oladipo gets back, yeah, I think that that's kind of where he's going to be at. I see. I think you see a little dip. Uh, the next item we have on here is uh, Warriors tanking. We talked about this a little bit already, but they um, they have the worst defense in the league. They their starting lineup. I I honestly couldn't tell you what their starting lineup is. I mean, I know Willie Cauley Stein is in there. Uh, I don't know who's even their starting point guard at this point with D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry now playing probably and uh they it is just crazy to think Damian Lee. how far they've come since the beginning of last season to right here uh but what do you think about them legit like do you think that they are going to tank this year I don't actually see them doing like an active role where they're gonna like sell off a piece or anything like a, you know, it's not gonna be something where they're moving or deciding to. No, like I don't think that's happening. Or you're gonna see even like, well, part of it, I'm like, well, what do you do with D'Angelo Russell in this situation? Is that a piece you do try to move at the deadline? And and like that's kind of where I guess I phrase or I put the. Uh, framework around if you're truly trying to tank and like get a high enough pick because i think 
they'll obviously be a lottery team at this point. So, I mean, do you just kind of take wherever you fall on that and, and maybe then you can look at packaging that and D'Angelo to add something uh, or add at least you would hope a couple pieces maybe uh, after the, uh, you know, maybe next next offseason if D'Angelo has a good season. So I, I'd say no just because I think they are so trying to – build you know a winning culture and they're going to need some of the pieces that are on the team currently to carry over to when they're back fully healthy next year uh to contend like so it, it is a good opportunity for some of those role players to get more minutes develop and, and kind of utilize this year i guess to to try to solidify some sort of new yeah branded I, core and, and supporting cast for the, the all are. the stars they're going to take advantage of this season, and they're going to try to get a top pick. Now, do I think that they're going to be trading guys off? Uh, other than D'Angelo Russell, I mean, I've I made that clear going into the season that I just don't I don't see it. I I don't see I don't see the Steph Clay D'Angelo Russell thing working. I think long term, yeah. I don't. D'Angelo Russell is just like a spot-up shooter that's a liability on defense. Just doesn't seem to fit to me. So like, if you can trade him and get a wing, and they will be able to get a wing for him, plus something else, I think they'll do it. And I think it's. I mean, just he's going to be a Timberwolf. Like that's going to happen. I feel, I feel very, very confident that that a Robert Covington plus stuff for D'Angelo Russell trade is just. It makes too much sense, but. Um, then again, yeah, which we've we've talked we talked about a bunch in the yeah it just it, off season it, too like just how and they the yeah. Wolves have a, that, that's a, a pretty good fit other young pieces um, whether it be a Koji or a future pick or something like that that they could toss in that deal and make it interesting because the Warriors need young talented guys um but uh yeah i uh i i buy the tanking i i think that they're a smart organization you sometimes just got to face facts and they've got a tough season with injuries and i think tanking is the best way to get out of it yeah well just it's to take advantage of a bad situation and try to yeah, this this season is clearly a loss for them. So, like, what can they do in the interim to kind of still utilize it to exactly? Uh, you know, but, uh, be a, next a contending one, team next year and like to add to their championship the window. Second worst defense in the league, Houston Rockets, and they gave up 150 plus points in regulation to um, the Wizards, who you know not exactly gangbusters this year. The Wizards. Hilarious! It was happening the same Seriously, night as Game Seven of the managing, unless they give up uh, some World Series. They are on pace to hold the Grizz to under 100 points tonight. Um, so that's nice. Uh, it's a nice morale booster for the Rockets. The, yeah. But- yeah, but Jaron Jackson John isn't playing. John is, is, is fun. Dude, the um, Grizzlies are a weird, but, weird team, man. It was... Uh, oh. 
Yeah, they've had a... Well, here's my biggest thing. that I, And I just noticed this from the game on Tuesday. Not to just directly bring this oh up again, God. but like, man, it is crazy how many three-pointers Jay Crowder thinks he's allowed to take. <laughs> he just chucks them up yeah, more willingly than anyone else I've ever seen that is not like, good at that's them. his identity now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unless there's just people out there telling him to take that. Like, I don't know who's doing that, but he is, he is, it was, I, that was like my, outside of just, you know, Anthony Davis' performance, the other thing, all I could think about was, man, I could not believe how willing Jay Crowder was just to pull teams, up every single if, time. If teams are and it was like, clearly, like, you're open for a reason, man. Like, that's the worst part. What's happening now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Doing stuff. <laughs> oh, Giannis wow. is. Doesn't have. <laughs> dunking over Gorgie Diang. I'm sorry. Yeah, but nice I'm dunk over give, three uh, Timberwolves. A ton of props for that, but nonetheless. <laughs> Fair enough. But. Um, when you yeah, see it, I, uh, when you see I, it. I we'll, they're, they're, we'll have Rockets defense is going to be a problem this year. They don't have. <clears throat> They just don't have the same, yeah, the Rockets, the same poo -poo. depth that they used to. And you can only put so much dependency on P.J. Tucker to be this great wing defender. They're, newsflash, a lot of good wings in the Western Conference. A lot of them. And James Harden and Russell Westbrook are exerting so yeah. much energy on offense. They're, they've never been amazing defenders to begin with. And so then you're just, you know... You're gonna have Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker be three and D guys. Like yeah. that is what PJ Tucker is, but Capella has not been great this year. Uh they're also yeah. not playing in many minutes. Uh and Yeah, the minutes thing is we it's it, he has had a limited amount I mean I think there's a the couple of the, their games where they've played well and they've won. He's looked good, but then like in yeah, every so one of the losses so far, like he's not. But some of that series, like, he's really not playing as many minutes either. And it's just that's the one. Other than point guard, they just don't have a ton of yeah. depth. Other than no, center. and they got Clint Capella, they got Nene, and they have. Tyson Chandler and those two other guys are like perfectly fine centers. Don't get me wrong. I just they they're not giving you the rim protection and a little more versatility that Clint Capello gives you. So, and they're old. They're uh, old. So they're, that's gonna be a problem. They they need a guy like Andre Iguodala to come in there and, and fix they're some old. problems. And uh, I don't. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. Yep. Yeah. They need perimeter help defense badly it's it is uh and in some of the like i will say with them too like the last thing and i i mean i think it's going to continue at least until like they're gonna have to make a move i don't know if there's an internal real key answer of like how they fix this at least not from what they've shown so far um but, like, I mean, and I guess I was looking at them to begin the season was that they'd have all these sort of redundant pieces. But 
I mean, they had some stretches of just adding guys throughout the year and looking at some of the, the wings that they pulled off free agency and were able to sort of plug in. Like, he, I mean, Gerald Green's hurt and it's going to be out for a few months. Um, like you're going to miss some significant time, but they were able to plug him in and he was like, efficient, like effective defensively and contributing just like off the streets. Um, and so far, they really haven't had that same success with any lineups they really put together. And just, in some ways, I like not really trying. But it's like kind of the most Rockets thing ever, though, as I've, I just to be... I still like, is, can a James Harden team actually start a season, like, hot? No, it's not and, like, possible. not have, like, the sluggish uh, they, sort of beginning to, just, to a season? Well, yeah, i say two, two years ago... They I feel like we've done this last like four years now, um, except for the first year of Chris Paul. Last year they were a little touch and go, and then you got the amazing yeah. stretch from Harden where he's just scoring like crazy. But this season, I don't know. I don't want to overreact to it too much because are they giving up? Do they have the worst yeah. defense in the league? Yeah, they're going to be four and three after tonight. Yeah, I mean they're fine. Now that is interesting because his yeah. stat line. Yeah, I mean James Harden. I mean every got forty four ten and six James right Harden, now. Where you're getting essentially like thirty seven eight and eight, but he also he can't he can't shoot this year. I mean he is he can shoot from one place and that's the free throw line. And if he wasn't getting to the free throw line, he has not 15, been shooting well. Sixteen start. times a game. I mean he he no every year is just like. We, you know, some of our friends just like, yeah, I can't watch the Rockets uh, because they, it, it's just watching a game. It's like watching paint dry because Harden goes to the line like every other possession. And I never really felt that way. He was going to the line 10 or so times a game pretty consistently for the last eight or so years. And he's up to almost 16 free throws a game, which has to be a record. At two, at like, I would yeah. be curious to know number, <coughs> highest number of times a guy's average going to line in the season 16 has got to be up there. Um, but he's shooting, you know, his effective field goal percentage, despite the fact he hits 95% of his free throws is still below 45%. He cannot, he's shooting 22% from threes. His shot selection is just as difficult as ever. And, um, so yeah. maybe he just turns that around and he's going to average 50 when he, when he starts making shots. But for the time being, it is, it is brutal to watch. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's really just struggled through most parts of like every portion of the games I've watched him so far. Like just shooting wise, it's just not there yet. But yeah, watching watch us in in December or January talking about like some crazy stretch of efficiency and like shooting that he goes on again. That's like just like yeah, like we do we'll, we're doing this again with him like we'll nope. do it every year maybe of his career. Um, <laughs> Guy just doesn't start a season out strong. Dwight Howard, so you got kind of to see him a little it. bit too. He's not exactly been Dwight Howard of old, but he has not been bad. That hair, man, hair's wild. He's been good. No, he's been good for them. Uh 
I really have liked his contribution coming off the bench and stuff, but it's really like watching him, like watching them with him versus like JaVale. I mean, there's a significant difference as far as like competency and like the effort they're getting out of him right now is incredible. Um, and it's like, it really is a question of like, is, cause you do wonder, like, do you put him in a starting lineup? Is it get to that point or like, I, I just, if I were them, I wouldn't want to mess with whatever's how it's working with him. But at the same token, like, this is a great start for them. And I just, he needs to be on the, like the pri- one of the primary guys in the court. Like he should be the primary center, whether that's just, he's JaVale starts and he comes off the bench, but like fourth quarter wise, that's, that's your guy is, and you just like really hope with it, that he stays healthy. Um, and can continue. It's like not. I mean, it's like White's annoying, and I think people were burned well, out from him. But like for that to work, I mean, for I, stretch, I mean, it is nice Dwight, to see right. him he being like a, a factor still in the league. He will always be remembered for. Yeah, that's the thing. Is just that he went from being and irrelevant the, for like the four years now of basketball duo. Where you know the Robin to Kobe's Batman, and then that just completely blew up, and then the same thing happened in Houston, and then it was kind of a laughing stock there for a while, and now uh, no one's, you know, Dwight Howard's never going to be the twenty and ten defensive player of the year guy, but can he have this second phase of his career that he can play a pivotal role on with playoff contenders and. Um, I'm I'm here for it, dude. It's fun. He he's is also he is lanky. Like that guy physically, is he is so much it's looks so of, different uh, now. He's just lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He's he's a lot trimmer. Like I don't, but he's like yeah. It, it's it's kind of was crazy to watch. That even like he like looks just so much like yeah I don't know if Trent but it's like he it's just not what he was when you look at him like from Orlando where he's just all shoulders and just yeah um like physically yep, it's uh, it's kind of crazy to see like the another, transformation he's uh, made another center that we were expecting a lot more out of than what we got we've been seeing out of Dwight um. But Jokic just does not seem to be himself. I don't really know. I don't understand what the deal is. Uh, but just in general doesn't seem to be uh, all that interested right now. I don't know how to describe it. The, the uh, Yeah, the Nuggets have been a, sort of a real slow start for them. Um, and I think, yeah, you can tie it directly to or how Jokic has been playing and his performance. It's just, yeah, like lethargic is probably the best way to describe like how it looks. It's just his, he, he kind of is playing like they took his, like he touched the ball from Space Jam and, 
uh, took some sucked up his powers up in some ways, like he, Ed's stretches of how he's been playing this, this season. This is another one of those things that you don't want to freak out too much because at the end of the day, the Nuggets are a really good team. They're four and two, uh, and Jokic is. I mean, he's had at least one triple double this year. It's not like he's yeah. not affecting the games in a lot the game in a lot of different ways, like he always has, but. It just he's gotten criticized in the past for not being a very aggressive offensively when it comes to scoring, and his shots are down this year, uh, and almost almost across the board, he's not hitting threes at quite of a great of a clip. He's below thirty percent, so maybe that takes a, you know, maybe that regresses to the mean and he gets better there. Uh, but it's just, it's more of the, you know, statistically everything is down a little bit, but it's also just the eye test. He doesn't seem to be, yeah he doesn't seem to be as engaged. I don't, I think we see a bounce back. He's also, he's not a guy that it, he's not a guy that's yeah. ever started the season really hot. He, he kind of picks it up and maybe it's just a matter of like, I think so too. His way into game shape, even though this summer he was playing basketball um, with FIBA. I don't know. It, it's odd. It's not predictable, but I'm not I'm not buying the slow start. I think the slow start is going to end. Yeah, I mean it was his first yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you brought up a good point. Him him playing FIBA and you know, them also being in the playoffs for the first time and just going through that two rounds of, of that, uh I think both of those things are kind of like key factors of just yeah. Maybe he he didn't approach the off season either in like the right way of, of sort of getting keeping his body well and fresh for the start of the season. I think but, so too. Uh, um, and then yeah, I don't. I think he'll he'll get, a find a groove and be just fine. Uh, Miami Heat hot start. Uh, they have looked especially since Jimmy's come back. They've looked really good. They absolutely trashed the Rockets the other day. Um, Jimmy has been his typical Jimmy self, uh, and they are five and one with their one loss being to Minnesota, um, and that was without Jimmy Butler. So, what do you think of this roster? And I think, or I guess, do you buy this hot start? And I think I know your answer because we we talked about the Heat and when it came to over unders and. I think I know where you where you landed on this. Yeah, I mean, they're not a... I mean, I'm not surprised in some ways just because of Spolstra, and you know they're going to be well-coached. Um, but do I see them, you know, being... Keeping up this pace, no. I mean, they'll. I think they're going to come back down to the median, and I, they've had some really great early contributions from uh, some of the rookies. And uh, you watch those guys get the adjustments get made, and within the league too. Like, how do those guys kind of counter to those adjustments once the league kind of has more tape on them? Uh, yeah, they'll hit their bumps. Like, this isn't a, a full full. Out roster, but um, you know, for an early start, it, it's helpful. It's good for them. Like, though, I, I think even through six games, we'll, we can I d- clearly identify well, they'll yeah. be in the mix Tyler in the Hero East. Um, has been solid just from a, guy, a playoff contention standpoint. Could, yeah, Kendrick Nunn has been the maybe the, the best rookie in 
Yeah, Kendrick Nunn. But uh, he, I think if you redrafted today, Hero would be a top ten guy. Like he's been lights out, and um, they're just like Bam finally not having to deal with Whiteside and just being the center there. Like he's just if you're not gonna have a center that is capable of spacing a little bit, having a guy that just is like incredibly energetic and a pain in the ass and a great rebounder and just seems to be kind of be in the right place at the right time. He's that guy like, and he just, he along with Jimmy and some other guys in that roster just make a lot of sense. Like Winslow is kind of, kind of figured it out. It seems like, it seems like they just have a lot of guys that can impact the game in a lot of different areas and they defend well and they just kind of have an identity and that's what I like about them. They they seem like they are just going to be really competitive on a night-to-night basis. Uh, what they look like and if they can stay healthy and if they're capable of making some, making some noise in the playoffs, we'll see. But um, I still don't understand. I still don't know what they're going to do from a point guard perspective because Dragic... Uh, who I'm a fan of in general um, is not a guy that I'm necessarily going to trust in the playoffs. So they got to figure that out. Um, the Chris Paul to Miami idea is, I think, doesn't make a ton of sense in my mind, but be curious to see if that would work. I think Jimmy and Chris Paul together on the same team would be like, I don't even know what would happen. No. Nah. Uh, every other player <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah would suck for that would suck a lot for everyone else on the team although no jimmy sees a lot of himself and all these guys so maybe. i mean you know maybe yeah maybe maybe chris paul will see some of himself in them as well oh it's could definitely happen but this uh, be the most hated team uh, yeah man let's uh, let's move into most uh, disliked I'm excited. We haven't we haven't done um, one of these before. We'll we'll get that into a second. But first, yeah. But first, it's this week in the internet with Ultra. Do you have anything there? The debut of the debut of Meatball Minute. Do I have anything for this week in the internet with Ultra? Um. I don't think I prepared anything this this week in particular, but let me just double check Ultra my notes, because you never know. Maybe there was something I did throw in there that I. Um. Well, I guess this week in the internet we'll just do this one, of uh, Kurt Suzuki of the Washington Nationals wearing. A national wearing a MAGA hat, and then we've seen, the seen a picture of the screenshot of our our president uh, hugging him from behind. Well, there's a uh, there's a particular uh, one that I will I will send your way right now. And we'll get a quick reaction of, but um, it. You would almost think it is is fake. It almost looks wow. so. It almost would be photoshopped if it weren't uh, real. 
if you were just logging on to Twitter today and saw this, um, you might think someone just went a little too far with the photoshopping uh, on the internet today. But it is it's oh a site. Boy. His face. So why did Suzuki do this? Oh, jeez. Yeah, everything about it. Oh, man. I, we not not really is sure. Okay. Also, John Morant looks like he just like snapped his good. body backwards. I don't know. I I can't tell. I well, it's the game's over. I didn't see anything about being hurt, but it just. Dude, look at this. All right, we're gonna send you this too. Yeah, there's quite I a. I wish it was something happier than this. Quite a lot yeah, happening there. Um, but yeah, that's this week in the internet with Ultra. So we were just talking with the Miami Heat and our good friend Jimmy G Buckets. G stands for Gets. Uh, he is quite the guy. Uh, so meatball minute though is so Jimmy Butler had a, a article with Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. Uh, the main tagline was "Motherfuckers act like I'm not good at ba- a basketball player." Um, Jimmy, you know, this is indirect, kind of as far as the criticism or what people were saying when he made his decision to sign with the Heat. And if you read the article, it's you know Jimmy is going through his uh, general uh, kind of Jimmy isms, which is that Jimmy likes to talk a lot about Jimmy. Put a lot of things about Jimmy in there, and he says he admits in the article that uh, the uh, 76ers was a good situation or good opportunity for him, and uh, you know, but that this team and really all he had to do was leave it this like I want to play for a good organization, get a max contract, and uh, be in a situation where I was the best player on a team, and leave it at that. You know, Jimmy, not every guy has to, uh, not every NBA player necessarily wants to win championships. And that's clearly, you know, what your decision made. I don't think it's wrong. It's your career, whatever, man. But uh, to say that people act like you didn't play basketball, it wasn't that. People acted like you didn't want to win championships. No one questioned if you're a good basketball player or not. You are. But you're a good basketball player, not a great basketball player. You won't be the best player on the championship team. If you wanted to be on a championship team, you would have to align with other stars. Sure, the Heat could add one, but if they do, they're going to be a better player than you, and you're going to be the second piece in any situation where you're winning a championship. And that doesn't mean you're not good, but you're not a championship-winning player. That's Meatball Minute. It's light. But we'll get we'll ramp up. I did find this first this one, but new, um, guy, I'm just very done with in general of him just talking. League Pass, have you seen this? So I'm sure you've seen. Uh, yeah, this is my segment of this no. week the internet. You've if you haven't seen this is internet. I think this week in the internet with if you haven't seen. I think you should leave. That is a very hilarious show on Netflix. But they've Ultra brings the internet to the pod. Pass, so they've essentially mix everything going on that yeah. day with different shit that happened in that show. <laughs> and uh, I will um, 
it will make some of you happy. I'm uh, sure it will not make everyone happy. That's very niche. Send you something I just found. Anyway, um, shout outs, Beach. <laughs> uh, my shout out was just gonna be uh, the my Los shout Angeles Lakers. LA. Staples Center. Uh, the first time. Staples Center game. It was tight. It was tight. Shout out LA. Yeah. Yeah, it was solid. Do you know I just realized? Uh, I think yeah. this has to be the first year we've done this podcast. So there's that. That's mine. Do, what you got? Uh, a Halloween episode. So I feel, I'm sure everyone was bummed to not hear us talk about our favorite candy again. Um, but, uh,. No, the oh, yeah, oh the, yeah. My of course. my shout out is so I was talking to you about this this weekend, but I would just shout out uh, Midsummer as a good horror flick. Um, I needed a break, needed a little Halloween fix, get a break from basketball for a night. That was a good one. Um, I still haven't seen the second It movie. So I need to see that too, but Midsummer w- was good. Hereditary and that are really the two that I really need to see that are on my list. But since we're still close enough to Halloween, I'll shout that out. But Peach, we'll, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this with you for, for nice. a couple weeks here. So say i'll let you speak to or i guess the yeah everyone we're gonna everyone listening will get a surprise figure it out they get a solo or they get a guest a guest coming on we're gonna make it up as we go along as always thank you for listening check us out at the point forward nba gmail.com rate and review on spotify itunes wherever you listen to podcasts and uh I will talk to you in the not-so-distant future, but we'll be hollering.